What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Hello, and thank you once again for listening to the Rance and Clive Show. <laughs> I'm your, I'm one half of your host, Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash, and I'm here with my good friend, Clive. Clive, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Rance. It's nice to be back on the show with you. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, we've been doing this show for so long, you and I, just me and you, and it's always good to be back on the show that you and I started just me and you and on january of the, the year of our lord 2017 what the year of our lord 2017 in uh the beautiful homeland of scotland where i'm from i <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah you know this is uh this is our pet project our baby and nobody else has been a part of this show just me and you henceforth the rnc and uh, it's good to be back again on RNC, aka Rance and Clive. So, so are are you going to introduce? Are you going to bring us the D? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll give you the D. He will give you the D. <laughs> no, apparently we're going to get the D today. Uh, yes, uh, on the RNC show, RNC wrestling show, aka Rance and Clive, because there would be nothing else, just Rance and Clive. We have a special guest today, uh, our good friend from the black country, a.k.a. <laughs> Not this again. South England. You know, well, since I'm from Scotland, I, I clearly I know where the black country is because I'm from Scotland, right? Uh, <laughs> we have our good friend, um, the podfather, and in some circles he's known as the big fish. We have Mr. Mags. How you doing, sir? I'm I'm just glad to be back on the Ray and Clab show. It's uh, it's an absolute honour. I'm getting very much kind of Ric Flair versus Randy Savage storyline vibes here, where you were taking photos of a certain R and just superimposing yourself into those photos. But yeah, it's, it's good to be back. That reminds me, I'm contractually obligated to say Philadelphia Eagles. Bret Hart is great. And um, Manchester United, woo woo woo. Um, I feel like I'm supposed to say that. You're missing out. I spit in the face of those who don't want to be cool. Yeah, that's, well, you know, when we do the quiz, <laughs> that you know, we started henceforth myself and Clive. Since this is the Ray or the Rams and Clive show, your choice. I will use that as my buzzer at that point because that's what I do. And oh, oh, I forgot. Just in case you guys didn't know, I am a perfect ten. <laughs> See, the vibes I'm getting is Superman three. <laughs> With the... Well, no, but you know, I hate su- I hate superheroes, right? Of course, superheroes are stupid. 
apart from Superman 3, because... What was, what was the film I was watching where it reminded me of the pit, the digital techie Silicon Valley looking pit at the end of Superman? Do you know what? Let's just fucking move on. This is off the rails. This has been the best episode ever so far of the Rain Cloud show that I've ever been a part of anyway. Out of four years, that's big, right? Of the Ray and Clive show. That's because that's what it's always been. It's, it's as if it's as if you're reading an auto cue. What'd you say? It's as if you're reading an auto cue. <laughs> oh, man, look. Oh, I, you know what? I forgot. I'm supposed to be recording this from my phone. So let me hang up and start over because, you know, I never use my laptop to record this. I always use my phone. Oh, dear. Right. Uh, what do I do here? What do I do? <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, the the plan for tonight's show, uh, am I going to mention his name at all tonight? Should I at least say Go something? Go ahead. I, yeah, you know. Uh, we, we, we love you, other R, that may have been a part of the show at Re- some point. Regular guest, Rick. <laughs> yep. He's the friends in Ray and Clive. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to Rab Ropes, definitely. So, the plan for this week's episode, uh, but we're going to go ahead with this even without Rab Ropes joining us this week. <laughs> um, we're, we're going to do a... <laughs> we're going to do a deep dive... Down the careers, the careers of the four horsewomen in WWE, officially known as Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. Uh, this idea was brought to us by Rab Ropes. Sadly, he can't be with us tonight. Shout out to you. Hope you're doing well. But the we're going to go ahead with it. We thought it was a good topic, and it's one of those ones that's been what five years main roster. A lot's happened since yeah. then, including their NXT runs as well. So we are going to. Go round round table style. Give us our top three matches, three, two, one in that order, uh, from each horsewoman. And then after that, we will give our own personal rankings of who we feel are, I don't like saying worst, because they're all like superlative, but least best to best. Can I also say one more real quick, uh, just shouting out our good friend, friend of the Ray and Clive show, Uberak, Rap Ropes. <laughs> oh, I hope he's in on the joke. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too late for that now, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So, guest Darren, do you want to go first and give us your uh, th- your third best match from? Let's go with Sasha Banks. Let's go with Sasha Banks first. We'll do her. Okay. So I, what I did is I went, actually, I, I watched about five matches from from each of the women, um, just because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of overlap uh, with my picks, especially. Um, so my third, I'm actually gonna go with um, Bailey versus Sasha Banks from NXT Takeover. Brooklyn, okay. I think. Um, let me just get my notes up. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, going through the the, the, the picks I've got, Bailey and Sasha Banks are, are so intertwined that I could have picked three 
Bailey and Sasha Banks matches uh, and would have been absolutely happy with them. Um, but um, I'm going to try and avoid, like, uh, or at least kind of mix it up a little bit with, with Sasha Banks. Um, but, uh, yeah, this this match was uh, w- was absolutely fantastic. Uh, uh, Bailey gained the victory. And, and there's one thing from watching these matches that I, I realised, and it's a point that you, uh, I think you're probably going to touch on when, when you get some of your picks, um, Certain horsewomen fare better uh, in losing matches than they do in winning matches. And I think Sasha Banks, for me, is someone who seems to always put on a brilliant performance when she's putting someone else over. Uh, and from going through like all the all the, the matches I've watched of hers, she, she loses uh, pretty much all the matches, but she she puts in so much effort in making her opponent look amazing that she ends up coming out of the match looking just as good. Um, so yeah, my first pick is uh, is Sasha Banks uh, versus Bailey from NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Yeah, it was that's had all the plaudits under the world over the last few years, so I'm not surprised at all that it's on the list. And that's a good point that you bring up about Sasha doing well putting people over. Um, I, I'm still withering with the top two for that one but I'm going to see what Ryan says for his third one uh, first before I officially confirm that I've got, a, I've got some notes here but I just want to see where everyone else lies with their third one So for my third one I don't like to be a person that has recency bias but I went back and I didn't have the time to look at all the matches like Mr. Mags did, but I went back and I have a pretty good memory of how I feel about a match when I can go back and look at the card. And it would just, I think it would just be a shame if I didn't acknowledge how fantastic, not only groundbreaking, but just in ring that Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair at this year's WrestleMania was. And that is my number three. That is my first on my list of Sasha Banks. Um, it's a fantastic story. It, I know a lot of us were a little disenamored with the build, but you know what? When Showtime comes, who gives a damn? It had all the pomp and circumstance of importance, being that it was the last match of the night, first time two black women main event at a WrestleMania, second time two women WrestleMania main event, uh, main event at a WrestleMania. But the match was impeccable. The, the story of the old Wiley vet, the standard bearer, Versus the new kid, the rookie, Bianca was game for everything. But as we are, we're not just casual fans who watch every now and then. We're the idiots who pay attention to everything and know sequences and powders and all the jargon. You can watch every single point of that match and you can see while Bianca showed up to work, Sasha, she held her hand through every single inch of that match in a, just in a beautifully leading way to the point where she would make her hero Eddie Guerrero proud because she worked a, a just a perfection with that match made Bianca look fantastic sold like she's never sold in her life I know she probably still got the scar on her stomach from the oh. uh, hair whip but fantastic match um, even so much to the point where after the match is over and the show is over, you can see her selling her injuries but outside, smiling, smiling uh-huh. because she knew we killed that. 
So I just wanted to give some love to that. That's that's my first on my list of the Sasha Banks matches. I didn't think you guys would add that because her list is so deep, and I just wanted to give a little love to that. No, I, I had it uh, in my group of uh, Sasha matches, uh, and I think it, it flies uh, totally in the face of, if you remember uh, the, the last WrestleMania when everybody was giving a grow for for saying that she was uh, acting out and 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 uh, throwing temper tantrums because uh, she they didn't uh, she didn't get away, this totally goes against that. She made Bianca look like a million mm-hmm. million dollars, and and she gave for this company. And, and like I said, you go through her history of matches. She 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 builds her opponents up so well that it, it I find it hard to believe that she went she was backstage kicking uh, kicking off about it. It's very Dwayne Johnson esque. <laughs> See, a, the common theme already emerging from this is that Sasha holds a hand, well, proverbially holds the hands of her opponents, helps them get over. And that's a reason why some of Sasha's matches I have not included, like with other horsewomen, I've not included in the list because I see them as other, the other horsewomen's. Moments to shine, so I'll touch on the reasons for why later on. Mm-hmm. But I do definitely want to add in the Sasha and Bailey rivalry, and I'm going to go with not the Brooklyn one. I'm going to go with the Hell in a Cell match that they had uh, just last year. The culmination of all those years, and I'll I'll say this every time, and I'll maintain to my dying day. This was. This was what they had planned since the very beginning. Okay, COVID and all that stuff. But this was going to go hap- happen down somewhere down the line. Sasha Banks seems to be okay. She's been in the most of, if not all of the Hell in a Cell matches that women have been in for WWE. But she's been a common denominator. And I like to use the term common denominator when I'm talking about wrestling strengths. And Sasha, she's synonymous with Hell in a Cell matches for me. Uh all the ones she's been in have been absolutely fantastic. This one, she's so... I think with cells and cages and chambers, because women have a slighter frame, there's a lot more room for them to do some damage, more damage in um, enclosed structures. So the use of the furniture in that match was really good. The kendo sticks, superb in that. But Bailey's been superb in a lot of matches. Um, but Sasha specifically, the, just the whole thing about... The callback to the Brooklyn match where you had the stamping on the feet of ba- stamping mm-hmm. Bailey's broken hand and rolling her back, and it didn't work, but this time it did work because it was attached to the neck or something like that, and it was such a beautiful callback that she eventually, and on one of the bigger stages, got that W back that she'd been looking for for so long. Uh, it was a really special moment for Sasha. It was, as far as I'm aware, the first time she'd won that match as well. I don't know if that's... She's the, she defended. First time she defended the championship, yes. Yeah. So all in all, it was just stunning work from Sasha, more so than Bailey, I think, so that's why I'm adding it in Sasha's, and I put that for number three. Great pick. Um, it's it's one, again, one that I had on my kind of short list of matches. Um, I, for, for my second one... Um, I'm tempted to to follow Ray's lead and go with uh, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks, um, and for all the reasons that Ray said, but also adding in the fact that it was historically it was so significant that this match was two African American women headlining a WrestleMania uh, pay per view. The the amount of 
pressure on those two women's shoulders was was immense, probably more immense than it was for Becky, Charlotte and Ronda headlining the first WrestleMania because, uh, as Ray knows, um, black uh, athletes, especially in the in the WWE, they don't get their fair shake of the stick. And these were two women who had come to the very top of the mountain and they had to perform because if they didn't perform, this shit ain't happening again. And I think that they did perform. So I, I'm going to have to put that in as my as my second pick. Um, and the, the match was outstanding. Even if that wasn't two African-American women, that is an outstanding match. You add that kind of historical significance and it, it makes it an all-time classic for me. It's my number two as well, actually, um, for the reasons that you've mentioned. But I think also, and this goes for all the horsewomen, maybe to an extent a certain uh, Ronda Rousey as well but they helped pave the way for the likes of Bianca Belair for women in general not just black women but women as women in general to headline Wrestlemania nights uh, a lot were calling calling BS to a certain extent on Bianca's booking at the start of her call up last year but it's only been a year and she's already at the top of the mountain she's doing a very good job I love her earrings that she has the Smackdown Women's Champion they're excellent but for all the reasons you guys have said plus Sasha was uh, important played an important part in paving the way for that to happen in the first place there is a saying that on earth and that's especially in, in the western world if you will and that's because you know the history of black people well, that's black men. Black women often get treated even worse by society. So your point about the the history and what they had to deal with on their shoulders, Mags, is so poignant because there's already history and there's already a level of pressure ending a show, main eventing any show. Then you add main eventing WrestleMania. Then you add then you add main eventing the first WrestleMania back with fans after COVID. Then you add WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania back with fans after COVID, after a rain delay. Then you add all of that on top of that being women. Then you add all that on top of that being black women and not unapologetically black women. The way they dress, the way they add attitude, they're, they're everything about them, the character. And they, unfortunately, in situations like that, you've got to knock it out of the park because... If that would have just been an okay match, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think we've evolved enough as society and they've evolved enough as a company to where that wouldn't have been pushed down or marginalized in a way because it didn't kill it. But we don't know. It doesn't matter because they killed it. So hats off to them. They they broke they broke all of the barriers in that match. And I'm very honored to hear both of you guys put down your list. And to kind of placate you guys as well, kind of give some love back. My number two, Clive, is Sasha and Bailey Hell in a Cell. Um, I actually, I'll give a spoiler here, but I actually don't have um, the takeover match with Sasha and Bailey on my list for Sasha. I have a different number one. And I'll explain that when we get later on in this list. But I want to say that this was Sasha's opus, if you will. Okay. This match was more about Sasha than it was about Bailey. This match was about Sasha kind of shedding the label she had built as she could always chase and she could win the title, but she could never defend it. She could always 
be the top star, but she was always transitional. She was edge. She would get the title to get to a certain point and then give it to the person who deserved to hold it. This was after the greatest women's champion from a record standpoint of all time. All due respect to Mola. That's, yeah, we don't count that shit. That, that was 75,000 years ago. Um, the run she had, the, the run of COVID. And your point, I'm with you, dog. You cannot tell me when they were in NXT toiling in the performance center, they didn't say, we're going to end this 10 years later in a hell in a cell. I just It, it just felt too perfect. Um, but the match is beautiful. There are callbacks aplenty. Um, they reward you for being a long-time viewer. They reward you for being a person. And I think the match is enhanced because while Bailey may have bad Bailey completely changed everything and made her character so much better and the way she played off of Sasha and Sasha coming in as the face in peril as the baby it's just it's a beautiful match and I, I call it Sasha's opus because while most people will show the match in Brooklyn to a new fan I think the Hell in the Cell is the match you should show. It's a good point. Yeah, great point. Um, it, I mean, for for all the the waxing lyrical that you guys have, have done of it, um, it doesn't actually make my number one spot. Um, I'm I'm tempted to go with uh, Sasha versus Io Shirai from um, Great American Bash. Um, good, good look. Mainly because, again, it, it fits into that theme of Sasha making her opponent look so damn good uh, in defeat, but yet still uh, coming out looking looking amazing. And the way that they use the the the, the belt uh, as as like a, a distraction for the referee, and then involving Asuka to keep storylines going, I thought it was really well done. But it would be remiss if I didn't have the Iron Woman match from NXT TakeOver Respect as the, the best Sasha Banks match. Um, wow. This, this for me, is as, 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 as groundbreaking as the WrestleMania uh, match uh, was for African-American women. This match was groundbreaking for, for women's wrestling in WWE. The first, first ever Iron Man-style match for the women. And I don't think you could have picked two better wrestlers to, to carry that. And, and that's including the likes of Charlotte and the likes of uh, Becky Lynch. These two had the storyline, obviously coming off the off the back of uh, the Brooklyn match. Um, the the amount of callbacks in this. I mean, you you get even get a callback from the the Poison Rana, uh, where where Sasha has that mm-hmm. that uh, kind of telegraphed and and stands to cry. That is character work at its very, very best. Catching uh, when she gets caught in the belly to belly off the top rope. It's just, it's a sublime match, and I could happily watch that match multiple times in a day. It's just so well done, and and, and the the perfect finish where um, where she gives up uh, and loses the match with two seconds to go. Again, falls into that that uh, that trope of Sasha making her opponents just shine. So for me, this is the number one match for for Sasha Banks, and this is her magnum opus for me. The the Iron Man Iron Woman match. Don't don't forget to add to all your list of superlatives. This is the first ever women's match to main event a pay per view. <laughs> well, an NXT pay per view. Uh, later on, I'll, I'm, I may bring up uh, the first women's uh, match to headline a WWE pay per view. 
Fair enough. See, you've got it all set. I have it all set in stone, and then we start talking, and you guys give your reasons, and it just mucks up everything that you're thinking about. Because uh, the only, literally, even to this day, and the only time where I have shed tears for for wrestling was the video package before that pay per view, that takeover, that wow. hype vignette was something special. When I talk about having the match of the year, and you could see those two women almost crying in a full sale mm-hmm. uh, them doing the, the training montage running up the running along the beach and all that that I was so pumped for that match and this was at the height of NXT's a shiny new toy for me I'd only started watching it when Kevin Owens debuted so to see these women like okay the, their beginning started a bit before. that was a big moment and I feel I feel almost dirty and not including it because it is such an important one and so that is in my honourable mentions and another one that I want to give an honourable mentions to is Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble yes yes that was my number four if I had to put it on a door fourth that would be my number four and this was in a time where you could even see it written on her face Sasha Banks was having confidence issues uh, evolution she had a stinker of a night to Evolution. It was after, it was in between that and whatever happened at that WrestleMania where they lost the tag team titles. So I believe that Bailey uh, Banks wasn't in a great place, but she pulled, she made Ronda Rousey look as if she'd been doing mat wrestling for a long, long time, not just a year or so. And I know UFC is similar, but you know what I mean? That chain wrestling style. <laughs> um, she, she, she gave Ronda one of her best performances personally. But I have to go with the Brooklyn match as my number one. Uh, that place, Ooh. the place that holds in history, is etched in time. It's it's set in stone, according to a, a previous podcast back in the day. A certain Badlands, uh, my opinion is written in stone. <laughs> Badlands, I've heard of that before. Where, where what was that? Oh. It was a golf course in one of the Tiger Woods games. Ah, got you. <laughs> Got you. Uh, no, the the Brooklyn match for me, it's one of those ones in hindsight. It could have main evented that pay per view, that takeover. <laughs> it was so special. Bailey's journey from the month leading up to that, including the handbrake, the getting out from Emma's shadow, going through the Becky and Charlotte, and it culminating against <laughs> Sasha. The Snoop Dogg's entrance. It was just such a perfect tale from beginning to end, and that poison runner was a shocker. A, something you don't really see women do at all so to see that and it just we've had the superlatives for this match over and over again so you don't need to go down that road but safe to say that is still my favourite Sasha Banks match I love the story behind that match I think they talked about it on they did a 20 not a 24 a um, untold about it I believe <laughs> about Sasha and Bailey in general did they? and the, yeah, it's fantastic. Right, okay. All there's not been an untold that's bad yet. They're all like appointment watching. You you have to watch them. But uh, just f- for the purpose of this ma- of this match, I-, I love that it talked about how when they were practicing and planning out the match, they would do something crazy and then they'd, and be like, "Hey, they're doing that. They can't do that because they want to do it themselves, or they didn't want to see them do that." 
So literally, they didn't they stopped practicing and they just literally came up with it. Like we'll just do it on the fly in the ring. And so at that, so to know that not only was the match fantastic given all the things that involved, but it was called on the fly. <laughs> like that's crazy. And also, don't forget another thing to add to it is Dusty had just passed. That's why Bailey had the polka dots. Yeah. So that was almost a love letter to Dusty, a thank you letter, because Dusty basically changed both of their lives by giving them their characters or giving them the ability and the motivation to create their characters. So just so that's that's one of the five. Maybe maybe in a you know I don't know if you guys do this. Well, you know I'm Scottish, but <laughs> you know I'd imagine in America there's this thing called a time capsule that they have. I feel like this match, if you had five matches you could watch and had to put in a time capsule to give people a thousand years from now, this would be one of the matches you put in that list. Definitely. But it's not on my list. I thought that. <laughs> At least not for Sasha. Um, so, I'm a little surprised you guys didn't have them, but listening to your explanations, I get it. But my number one for Sasha Banks is maybe the, the perfect Hell in the Cell match. And that's men or women. That's Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. Oh, I did this not match, expect that. I did not expect that at all. This match is so fucking good. There are, <laughs> you, you, so you, you, I love every time you talk about women, you. Clive, you bring up a point that I don't think a lot of people really get or understand or think of. That because of the women's frames are just naturally smaller and, and sleeker, that there's so much more room for danger and things to happen. There was a true preponderance of fear that someone's going to get hurt in this match. Like a lot of Hell in the Cell matches don't feel like they did when you saw Shawn Michaels versus Taker or Foley doing everything he could to scare the hell out of people in his family. They all feel like they're, I don't want to call them a choreographed spectacle, but like, you know, there's nothing's really going to happen dangerously. Half of them don't even use the cell correctly. They used every inch of that cell. They went out there and they showed the crowd that they were trying to legitimately hurt each other to get over on the other. This and again, Becky won a Becky won a WrestleMania. Becky beat Charlotte a million damn times. Becky made Ronda Rousey look like an idiot. But the most important thing that entire run that Becky did was getting over on Sasha Banks, because ultimately to wrestlers and wrestling fans, all that other stuff is cool. But you got to give me classics in the ring. You got to show me that you can make it work and wrestle the best match in the ring. And I don't think in her run as the man, she wrestled the best matches until she got with the standard, the blueprint, the boss. That match is so impeccably wrestled, so impeccably fought, right? The the perfect finish to the match. There is not a moment from the moment they announced the match is starting until the moment the cage is lifted up. That is not perfect. And I think if you list all the Hell in the Cells, clearly it can't match what Foley did when he went through the cage or flew off the cage. But if you're talking about just standard Hell in a Cell matches, it's up there with the best of them. It's up there with Taker and Edge. It's up there with Sean and Taker. It's up there with all the greats. This is one of the best Hell in a Cell matches ever. 
And because of that, I think it's one of the best women's matches ever. But because of the stiff, we don't think about it in the list of great matches. So this this is number one for me in the list of Sasha. When, when, I, when I think of Sasha Banks, and I take away my bias and my heart, and I just think, man, what's the best match she ever wrestled? I think this is it. Well. Huge praise. Absolutely huge praise. And well deserved. Like like you said, it was uh it was elite level in in a, a, a gimmick that has had some outstanding matches. So yeah, I, I can see exactly why it, it made the cut. I think that I, you know that I wasn't a massive fan of Becky Lynch. The the whole her whole stick just sort of grated on me a bit. So maybe that's what's clouding my judgment with this match. It's just in terms of cell matches that Sasha's been in, I wouldn't rate it as high as the others. Maybe spoilers given there, but fair enough. Fair enough. I respect your opinion. I, I might you, need sir. to watch it back to be honest with you. With 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 the benefits from hindsight, I would I would like to see what you think of it now. Okay, I'll I'll watch that this week then. So, while we're on the subject of Becky Lynch, will we go with her top three? Why not? Let's do it. So, let me get my Becky Lynch notes up then. For for those of you who don't know, this man would talk about notes. This man has like books and books and books worth of notes. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I did, for context, I did watch, um, twi- well, no, because I've got some overlap. I'd say about 15 uh, matches building up for, for this this podcast uh, because it, they they are so phenomenal. The The fact is that these women have, have changed the game for, for, for wrestling, not just for women, but just for wrestling in general. So uh, they at least deserve that respect. Um, right. I have I have a, a similar kind of issue with with Becky Lynch as as, as Claire did. Um, I I don't think she's got the body of work that the rest of the the, the four horsewomen have. Um, I mean, you all the way through her NXT run, she was kind of like the 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 the, the lame duck of the group almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I think she's got. Um, a decent uh, body of work, and uh, certainly a, a more uh, recent stuff has been uh, has been uh, a, a level above what she did uh, in in NXT. Uh, that being said, I have got a couple of NXT uh, matches in the mix, um, but I'm going to actually go with uh, for my first pick. I'm going to go with um, Becky versus Charlotte Flair, uh, the last women standing match from uh, from Evolution. That's your number three. Mm-hmm. Good God! Okay, uh, and, and it's a it's an outstanding match. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I think what ruins it, uh, and I understand why, is the finish. Uh, it had to had to uh, keep that storyline going. I understand that, uh, but for for me, um, it, that kind of like dulled. The, the 20 minutes or so of, of amazing action that we got. Uh, again, headlining or uh, semi-headlining uh, a pay-per-view um, built all the way around the, uh, just the women's roster is absolutely phenomenal. 
uh, and the the fact that that these two women had been essentially carrying uh, the company on 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 their backs for the whole of this this year. I mean, Charlotte, you could uh, you could suggest that she carried the the women's division on her back for ten years, uh, but the the match uh, uh, was was outstanding. Um, it, it really kind of uh, built into that uh, that almost kind of frenemy uh, relationship that we've seen uh, between uh, Becky and Charlotte, um, kind of like almost on the similar lines of the the Bailey and Sasha uh, 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 friendship slash enemies uh, storyline. But these uh, these women absolutely brought it. Um, Bill, uh, B- uh, Becky's reactions when uh, when Charlotte uh, kind of hulked up and was and, and was going mental, uh, it, it shows a massive improvement on her character work uh, from um, from uh, when she was in NXT. Uh, so yeah, that's that's why I, this has to be on the list for me. What was wrong with the ending? You said the ending was a bit controversial. I, I missed. I thought that this was the ending with uh, Ronda Rousey. It's not the ending with Ronda Rousey, so it's not the ending uh, that's an issue. I, I have done dropped a bollock, but yeah, uh, still, <laughs> it, it still makes number three for my list. So, what was the the surprise for Rance that that was number three? I, I mean, so okay, I guess we can break kayfabe here. That's my number one list. I think, I think that is. Becky's best match, bar none. I think that is the match going. I think that's the match going down when you when you remember Becky Lynch's career. And I, I understand people will think of the triple threat because that's her biggest moment. But her best match, I think people will will say versus Charlotte at Evolution. In fact, that's her highest rated match, I believe. If you believe in star rankings, mm-hmm. that match was lit on top on the top three list of match of the year that year. Um, you know, and maybe maybe it's because you know Nikki Bella went out and wrestled a barn burner of a match with with Ronda afterwards. I'm joking; it, it wasn't bad, but you know what I mean. But I, no, I just I would have thought it'd be higher than number three. But hey, everybody's list is different. Um, I know one of the matches you you put on your list. You you said NXT, so clearly we know one of them. I'm curious to know the other. I didn't say they they were going to make the list. Just saying, I have them. And he's in, in, the in, in the conversation in the chamber. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> well, what, what's your third one then, Lance? Third best. So my third one is because I figured both of you would put that match, that NXT match that I think we all have on our minds. I wanted to give some love to an, a, a match that Becky had that is underappreciated in my mind, and that is at. Uh, Royal Rumble 19, her versus Asuka, the match that kind of started the ascent. Because if you remember, that Royal Rumble, it was Asuka versus, because uh, Becky had already lost one of the titles. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh no, Becky had, no, Becky had lost her title because she hadn't, this is heading to WrestleMania to main event. And the, I, I love the, the, it was such a small story, but I love the story of Becky is the baddest woman walking the earth, but the one person she can't fuck with is Oscar. I thought that was such a cool story. And it, if nothing else, it helped build up Oscar better than anybody because Becky's up, up here, you know, going back and forth toe to toe with The Rock and with John Cena and with Edge. And 
beating everybody else, but the one person she can't touch is Asuka. I thought that was so dope. And the match was great. Um, and, of course, Asuka chokes her out. She doesn't tap, but she chokes her out um, and hurts her knee in the match. And so on top of how great the match was to me and how memorable the match was to me personally, I think that being the catalyst for the run with the title, that match being the genuine catalyst, um, yeah, I think it was worthy of admission on this list. Hmm. I will throw a curveball here and say I don't even think that's the best out of their Royal Rumble matches. That's fair. That's fair. Because 20 was great, but 19 was more important, I think, to me because she lost. And what was the main thing you and I said that entire run here on the the Ray and Clive show (laughs) that we've been having since 2017 from the very beginning? The one thing we said was she doesn't show any vulnerability, and that hurt her in our eyes, mm-hmm. right? She was getting too over on people. Well, this is the one time she wasn't. And I think that vulnerability that she showed with Asuka helped her immensely as a character. Fair enough. Max, have you got any, anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, the, if you look outside the the Four Horsewomen, um, the Becker and, and Asuka um, storyline is the one that probably generated the most chemistry. Um, so I, I, I can understand an Asuka match certainly being involved. Um, it wouldn't have, that particular one wouldn't have been my pick, but I can understand why. And, and I think I've actually telegraphed my pick with my uh, four par in my last pick. Well, well I've, not, I've not caught on to it yet. Uh, so for my third Becky one, versus Alexa for the oh, tables sorry. match uh, um, right my third pick is Becky versus Charlotte at Royal Rumble 2016 you. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest the, the invasion of the NXT ladies at the end of 2015 that was a vehicle for Charlotte Flair she was the one that was in the big feuds at the start. She won the Divas title from the off. A lot of focus was on Charlotte Flair going forward. And she cemented herself pretty well, leading into the, for our American listeners, the fall season, leading into winter. But then it came to January, and we had Becky Lynch's first sort of shot at the big leagues with a match against Charlotte at the Royal Rumble. And I just think uh, Becky Lynch showed every intention is like, listen, okay Charlotte, you've done well for yourself, you've you've got the the attention, the spotlight's on you but I'm here to make a difference as well and I thought Charlotte played a really, uh, sorry Becky played a really good under, underdog in that match it showed her wrestling acumen and that's all it, Charlotte was starting to get used to the for the main roster side of things the cockiness that only a flair can pull off, but Becky fought from underneath regularly throughout that match and I just that's one that I hadn't watched in my research but it's always one that sticks in my mind when it comes to Becky Lynch and I just wanted to give that one some love I think that was a a message to the main roster that you've got someone here who can tangle with the big guns as well Yeah and and basically a warning to start stepping your game up because uh, 
things were going to change in in the women's division and that uh, you had to be better than, than the stuff that they were pointing out before that. Yep, definitely. You can't go wrong with any Becky versus Charlie Batch, by the way. They talk about chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Um, going into my second pick, and like I said, I, I, I think I've telegraphed it uh, with, uh, with my uh, mistake about the ending. But I'm actually now tempted to drop it altogether. So I'm obviously talking about the Asuka versus Becky versus their match from TLC uh, 2018 and the ending where uh, Ronda Rousey comes out and costs both Becky and uh, oh, Charlotte yes. uh, the match. Um, great match. Absolutely outstanding. Um, it's it's so difficult to have like a three-way dance uh, in a ladder match that doesn't have some sort of mistakes, but that match was so crisp. And um, we talk about Asuka being uh, kind of an outside of the force woman, but she can go with the absolute best. And, she, and the element that she added to that match was 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 superb. But I'm, I'm actually now, because I made the mistake of telegraphing, I'm going to drop it from my list and I'm going to replace oh. it. I'm going to replace it with... Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks from NXT TakeOver Unstoppable. <sighs> and the reason why is whilst the, the TLC match was, was arguably a better match, this was the coming out party for, for Becky Lynch in terms of character work. Before this, she was always kind of like the the smiley, happy, uh, dancing a jig Irish woman. Um, this was when she started to learn character work and not only learn character work, but be able to hang with arguably the, the most naturally gifted wrestler in NXT at that time with, with, with Sasha Banks. Um, the, the way she uh, was able to sell the injury to the arm and the body parts, uh, and, and it was just a, a really well-done match. Uh, there's there's nothing that that you would say is absolutely outstanding. There's nothing that they do that is uh that is groundbreaking that's never been seen before. But it was such a good match from someone who who hadn't set the world on fire, who who was the weak link in the four horsewomen at the time. This was where she started to step up and say, "I can, I belong in this group. I'm part of this group." I think it was when she actually first dyed her hair brown orange as well, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the way that uh, she took um, uh, Sasha Banks to the limit uh, and was still trying to fight out um, uh, of the bank statement before before giving up, I think this was a coming out party for for kind of like the genesis of the Becky Lynch that we 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 got in in WWE with with the with the man and and uh, uh, basically the the star of the women's wrestling uh, scene. So I'm going to go with. Uh, Sasha versus Becky from Unstoppable. Controversial pick. No, no at all. Uh, and breaking kayfabe, since we've done it already, that is actually my first pick for Becky. You said, you, you basically stole a few minutes of my monologue. So. <laughs> I've, that's what you get for sharing your screen. <laughs> is that thunder? Someone moving yeah, a wardrobe. Yeah, heard that. Was that thunder? Sounds like someone moving a wardrobe. Man, look, so for the record, in 
I am Scottish, but I am spending my quarantine in the States in my other home of Houston. Um, yeah, it's been pretty bad out here the past week. Like, literally, like, I left my mom's house yesterday and, like, almost had to evacuate her because, like, the roads were getting flooded. So it's getting crazy out here. There is a Houston in Scotland. That's what I meant. Well, what other Houston are you talking about? I mean, everything that Americans do, it's just copycats of Britain, isn't it? Really? Yeah, pretty much. It, well, I mean, we did kind of start from y'all. So, take, I'm, I'm sorry. They did kind of start from us. So, <laughs> what do you expect? The, the mask is slipping. <laughs> the mask is slipping. For the record, um, that the Becky, uh, Becky Sasha match, that was Becky's first match really kind of as that new the new, that was the first time with the new music that was the first time she got the steam mm-hmm. and after the match the crowd loved that shit so much they just chanted her music for like five minutes afterwards that shit was, that was so dope to me that was a sensational match I mean 2015 NXT takeovers all women's matches were unbelievable mm-hmm. maybe Bailey and Nia Jax can't include that in there in terms of greatness but those matches and the other takeovers were sensational um, it was one of the rare matches not rare but most vocal where I've heard someone really root for Becky to kick out or ta- um, break free of the bank statement and also where the crowd were unanimously behind Becky winning with the disarmer it was a lot of that match was on the ground. A lot of it was on the ground. A lot of submission stuff going on there. To the point where it felt like I was watching a submission match. And yep. the crowd were behind every second of it. And I just remember that being, as Max said, a huge coming out party for Becky Lynch. And it made me take her seriously. It made me take Sasha Banks seriously as well. But the stand on ovation that Becky got for lasting so long uh, after the fact was... That was a special one. And yes... You've got your Brooklyn and you've got your respect takeover women's title matches, but that unstoppable, fantastic. I love that one. Always sing praises for that one. So that is the match that I was going to put in place of the Oscar match, but I wanted to show some love to the Oscar feud. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number two for uh, for Becky um, is actually I lied to you. Charlotte versus Becky is my number two. Now we're number one. Yeah. So Charlotte versus Becky Evolution. We don't have to go too much further in it. We've all kind of talked about it, but I just think with all the respect to Rhonda and Nikki and the star power those two people bring, the entire back of that program, of that first ever women's pay-per-view was built off the backs of what Becky and what Charlotte were doing. <laughs> um... Wow, we so Sa- Sasha and Bailey will forever be intertwined for what they've done, their entire history of their of their characters, and I believe that you can say the same about Charlotte versus Becky. They'll be forever be intertwined. Um, yeah, just fantastic stuff. Uh, great match. The uh, you know when I first watched it, but the spot where Becky does the leg drop off the ladder didn't seem as as badass and then you go back and watch it and realize yeah she damn it broke her hip yep um yeah great match 
So, um, and they had a lot of good matches with ladders. Come to think of it, yeah, they had two TLC matches in there. That, like, mm-hmm. um, so for the for the interest of time, I'll just say that and keep it moving because I know we have a lot of similar ones uh, in this list. So it's it's also my number two. Uh, I am a firm believer. Like, one of my preferred styles of wrestling at the moment is like those ugly, gritty fights. Your, your Jay White, Naito's, <laughs> your Walter, and anyone, basically. And I think if you're going to be a top-tier champion, you need to have good brawling in your arsenal. And this match was what definitely brought it to the fore for Becky Lynch for me. She was a badass in every sense of the word that night. It's no wonder that as eye-rolling as sometimes it was, the comparisons to Steve Austin rung true that night where she could brawl with the best of them. Becky certainly brawled with the best of them. She was fearless. The double leg drop, double leg leg drop, like you, you undersold it when you watched it the first time. I, when I saw that the first time, I thought that was some heavy duty stuff there. I think she did that again at the TLC with Asuka. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was main roster. Even though she was already fans, the fans' darling. That was a big coming out party, main roster time for Becky Lynch. It was unbelievable performance. Mm-hmm. So I think all is it all that's left is your number ones, both of you, because I've given mine away. No, you've given yours away. Yeah. Well, I, I, I haven't. Right. Max hasn't either. No. Okay, so um, my number one is actually not even a, the best technical match. It's it's WrestleMania thirty-five. It has to be. Yeah. It's her. Yeah. Uh, uh, we talk about opuses. This is her. This is a magnum, magnum opus. Um, the the storyline going into it was so well done. The addition of Charlotte, whilst it was hated, uh, pretty much unanimously at the time, uh, I I stood out on that limb and said, "No, this needs to happen because Charlotte has carried this there." this uh, women's division for 10 years she deserves to be in this match and I think that if she wasn't in this match uh, it probably would have gone down as a damp squib because for all um, as good as Becky is I don't think she's a, the ring general that, that Charlotte Flair is. And certainly when you're going against someone like Ronda Rousey, who's still in in her first year as a wrestler, um, I think you needed Charlotte Flair to be in this match. Um, so whilst it's not their best match in terms of uh, in terms of star ratings and plaudits, the 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 cultural significance of this match uh, it just cannot be overestimated. Oh, for women to headline WrestleMania was even then, even at WrestleMania 35, was unheard of. Uh, it was never, ever going to be on the cards until Becky Lynch, throughout that year, became the biggest star in wrestling from the mm-hmm. whole kind of uh, uh, trying to turn a heel and the fans saying, fuck you, we we behind you 100%, to the face breaker, to the, the stuff at the Royal Rumble, uh, to the, the, the dropping the title to ask her, and, and the whole build-up, the... The, the 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 hatred between her and Ronda Rousey um, and then adding Charlotte Flair to that mix, it just made for a, a great storyline. The match didn't live up to it, uh, and I think we can, we'll probably all agree on that, but you cannot underestimate how significant of a match this is. Uh, and for me, when you think of Becky Lynch, you think of this match, so that's why it's got to be on for me. That's a great point. 
And the only reason I didn't include it on my list was because the match was bad. I'm not gonna call it match bad. That's disrespectful. The match was subpar. Um, um I, I, you know, I when going on watching it back, it wasn't as as lackluster as I remember it being. Um, certainly, sure. I've, I've watched a hell of a lot of better women's matches in this run up for this this podcast, but it was not as bad as as I remember it being. The finish is still. Still sketchy as all hell. Uh, it but, is terrible, yes. <laughs> but some of the stuff that that happens in the match is 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 really really good stuff. It's a it's a, a, a it's a decent wrestling match, but it's it's cultural importance means it it has to be on the list for me. And for the record, for the record, yes, I'm, I'm with you. In a vacuum, it's probably a good match, but you have to understand. We watched like nine hours of wrestling before that. So if there's nothing that it can do to keep your interest, I'm sorry. Like, it's, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just in the same breath, the same reason why we don't look at AJ Styles versus Nakamura at 34 in the same. And go back and watch that match again. It's a really good match. But we had lived through a marathon before that. And it didn't really do much. Um, but no, yes, I, your your point about its importance is noted, and I agree. It is probably the most important women's match of all time. Yeah, as I say, it as the most important in terms of personal preference, uh, I wasn't a fan. I must admit, I loved that brawl that they had on TV a couple of weeks beforehand. The, the parking lot brawl that was meme worthy to a ridiculous extent. And I did consider it. I did consider having this in the match. And it wasn't even the ending that took it out for me. Like, I just think that ending was unfortunate where Becky Lynch's knee was a bit too much under Ronda Rousey's back and it just brought her shoulders up. Pure mistake. Nothing. It's not... It was discussed to ad nauseum after the fact, but that was just one of those mere mistakes. It was the calling of the match that killed it for me where... It was very audible. You could hear them basically talking to each other a lot throughout it. So you mm-hmm. kind of knew what was going to happen. It's not taking away the, the massive moment that it was Ronda Rousey. Whether you hate her or love her, she helped bring that to the main event from a... It, it doesn't happen without her. It doesn't. She's the only reason, yes. Uh, Becky Two Belts, Charlotte, what she'd done for women's wrestling... Again, whether you love her or hate her, she's a big deal when it comes to women's wrestling. Uh, it was only right for me that she was included. So, from that side of things, and I, I love a main event in WrestleMania, being a triple threat, I, I do enjoy them. So, it hit all the right boxes, ticked all the right boxes for that. It was just the calling of the match. It was just, I'm watching it knowing what's about to happen. You can literally hear when Becky and Charlotte are powerbombing Ronda, you can hear Ronda saying okay, you ready? One, two, three yeah. it's like, oh. tough but I I don't take that away from you, from your pick as number one Darren I mean like I said in terms of uh, technical in-ring skill, it's definitely not not one of the best but for the, the cultural significance yeah. uh, for what it meant to Becky's career uh, I think that will go down as the, the one match that defines Becky Lynch or oh. <laughs> could that be Becky versus Sasha and Hill himself it could which is my number one which is my number one 
And again, I don't have to talk. I, I already bloviated about it enough, but I just want to note. But every good thing I said about this match concerning Sasha, Becky won this match. <laughs> that should tell you the importance it was to Becky's career, to Becky's run. Once again, all of these every all these matches we talked about showed Becky could do things in certain moments. The Evolution match showed that she could draw and she could brawl. The match at uh, WrestleMania showed that she could main event and be looked at as a legitimate linchpin of the top of the company. Mm-hmm. All the other matches showed important moments. The only one that showed she could re- really wrestle, with the exception of an NXT match against the same person, was this match against Sasha. This is the one of all these matches where you can say, damn, she wrestled a great match. So all that other stuff is cool. But ultimately, this is the one that's going to help her legacy the most long term. Yeah, all these people remember her for this shit. But, like, do you think she's gonna, you want her to be remembered like Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior is? Where, like, yeah, oh, I remember him before the match and after the match, but what did he do between the ropes? Uh, this match shows you, yeah, she's a beast inside the ring, too. So... So who are we moving on to next then? Let's give some love to Bailey. Mm, interesting. Um, uh, Bailey. Save the best of um, <laughs> Yeah, um, for me, uh, like I mentioned uh, when we were talking about Sasha, the they're so inextricably linked as a couple. It, it was it was hard to to kind of come up with matches that didn't involve uh, Sasha Banks <laughs> and, and kind of the same matches that 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 made uh, Sasha Banks' career stand out. Um, she needed that dancing partner, uh, and for Sasha Banks, it's it's generally always been Bailey as that that person. Uh, mm-hmm. So I am going to be repeating at least at least a couple of my picks, and and one of them has to be taken over Brooklyn. So uh, it would be unfair to put that higher on on Bailey's list than I did for, for Sasha. So I'm going to have to put that uh, at, at spot number three. Uh, and for, for pretty much all the same reasons, the the fact that it, this was two women that that were setting a bar for, for women's wrestling, uh, not just in NXT, but company-wide and uh, essentially worldwide. Uh, these two, they just left everything uh, in in that ring, the storytelling, the 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 crisp precision of of, of wrestling, uh, yeah, it's just a, an outstanding outstanding match. So yes, I, that has got to be on my list. So it gets spot number three. Nice. Well done, sir. Um, so yes, clearly this could be Bailey's list should be the best of Sasha Banks. Uh-huh. Uh, Keep like, it a buck. Uh-huh. Now, I, I don't mean this in any, in any disrespectful way or manner, but Bailey does not have a very long list of standout singles matches to me or standout matches. Mm-hmm. Bailey has a bunch of of good matches, but she does not have a bunch of great a like I, not to me, not in my opinion. So the, I didn't want to st- have the stats bear speak differently, but we'll get to that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you listen to if you listen to midweek mainstay, some head drama, you know who's normally right of the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to give again love and respect and honorable mention to the match, the uh, Iron Woman match. I did not want to do all three 
matches with Sasha. So I replaced that with probably her biggest moment outside of Sasha in the WWE. And that is beating Charlotte for the championship on Raw right before WrestleMania uh, 33, I believe it was. Um, when she broke, when she beat, she uh, headed to break, break her streak for the never losing out of pay-per-view. Um, I don't look fondly back on the the Bailey buddy, Bailey happy, the baby face Bailey years. I don't. Of course, tut, I think tut, I'm tut. in it. I'm in it. stands. Go ahead. What did you say? She was a female John Cena. Don't you forget? She that. was. But you hate John Cena, so. So does China, apparently. <laughs> we don't want that smoke. <laughs> we don't want any of that smoke. Um, but yes, she was, and I give all the respect to her, and I loved the NXT because it had a purpose in NXT. You saw it built. There was a reason for it. When she got on the main roster, it was no different than they signed somebody else and said, you be you, without explaining why you're you. Um, and that's why I think a lot of it was lackluster for a good portion of the time. But this is one of the few matches that worked, I think. Um, this is one of the few matches that showed that she's more than just merchandise and a happy gimmick. Because ultimately... Bailey is the most versatile of all four of the women, of all four of the four horsewomen. She is the one that can do the most things, I believe. Um, she can wrestle the she can wrestle the 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 most amount of matches and most amount of styles and do the most amount of things. She is the hybrid, if you will, of all four of them. And but she never really got a chance to show it because her that damn gimmick was so overbearing and overpowering. But this match, she just went out there and she got it. And, and had a great match with Charlotte, beat Charlotte, got her biggest accolade at that moment, which led to one thing we forget, led to her retaining her women's championship at WrestleMania 30 33. Um, so, yeah, with respect to the moment, with respect to how good the match was, with respect to the situation, by all by all rights, this should be Sasha versus Bailey at TakeOver Respect, but I just want to show some love to something else, so... I'm going to throw that number three. Okay, I mean, uh, just to, to jump in here before Cloud gives his pick, this is actually, this match is my number two. Um, Look at you! <laughs> and, and, it, and it's because of everything that you, that you just said. I thought that the Bailey character didn't really work on main roster, uh, but this was her kind of main roster coming out. Uh, the 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 match was, was absolutely outstanding. The fact that she got the, the win... And what actually makes it more special for me is that when you look back at this Raw, you don't look at it for this match. It's for the Festival of Friendship. So they'd gone oh, through true. all that and they, and they had to come out and perform a match and they come with this. It's it's outstanding. That shows when you you are pushed to raise the bar that, that these four horsewomen are more than capable to do that. Um, so yeah, I had that as my number two. I was I was second guessing my pick, and here comes Max for the win. I see that's that's why that's my partner. Well, my my third one is very very recent, and I mean a couple of weeks ago recent. Uh, obviously, with due to 
unforeseen circumstances weren't able to record Rick and Clive. Sorry, <coughs> oh shit, Rance and Clive last week. Press <laughs> that from the record. <laughs> uh, yeah, where's the stenographer when you need them? Uh, the Rance and Clive show weren't able to do it last week, but I was going to wax lyrical about the Bailey and Bianca Belair match. I thought once again. And a lot of credit goes to Bianca Belair. I've I've had comments of Bianca Belair being quite green, and I've never agreed with that ever. Uh, I think she's very good, and Bailey's. You're right, Rance. There aren't many memorable matches that she's had, which made this this list quite easy to pick from the rest of them. But this match with Bianca Belair, it was a sequencing that was really really good. There was a specific point, and it's just a small thing. And it's one that you don't really pay attention to, but there was a bit where Bailey whipped Bianca into the turnbuckle, and she just turned round and did it. It was like this kind of chaos theory, but not the full roll through of the German suplex, a chaos theory style pin. But they were already next to the ropes, and Bailey was trying to use the ropes to pin or to help her pin. Thought that ring awareness is so deft, but so ingrained in Bailey. That while she not, while she might not have memorable memorable matches, she's very technically gifted, and there was another point in the match as well where she made sure that the referee didn't see something again. That might actually have been of have been on SmackDown recently. Her ring awareness and sort of not court side. What do you call it? Round the mat, uh, the barricade area. She's very aware of her surroundings, and I think just that was shown quite clearly in the Bianca match not to say that Bianca was carried to a great match but Bailey certainly held her own and I just wanted to give some love to Bailey's recent turn of events she's been on some character arc the last year or so, some character arc and I would say that you could in terms of if you want to do a deep dive on a certain character I would include the likes of Tommaso Ciampa, Seth Rollins. In terms of a career, if you were to pan out their careers, that would be a really good conversation. And Bailey's in there for me. The the wacky wavy inflatable inflatable arm guys, um, when it sort of just hit rock bottom with the "this is your life" segment. Slowly but surely, she was getting back into it, and then we had the turn and the Karen, and now she's a deranged Karen. If you notice, the the hair's a bit more. Wild and I mean, she's probably styled that way, but the hair's a bit wilder. She's laughing more hysterically. She's losing it, and she's a really, really good case study for characters who are in it for the long haul. And I think that match exemplified it very well. So that was my number three. Outstanding pick The Rain Clive Show coming soon. The character study of mm. Bailey. Please, let's do it. I'm down. Because, you know, we record every week like we've been doing since oh, the start yeah. of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Listen, there's a bit... Yeah. Mags has about nine pods to do before midnight tonight, so let's let's get the ball rolling here. Good point, good point. Um, okay. So, so let me give my number two real quick since you gave your number two, and that's Sasha versus Sasha Hell in a Cell. That match is more about Sasha to me, but you two dance partners, right? You can't wrestle a classic by yourself. Some people may be able to, but most can't. 
Um, and that was probably the perfect, you spoke about her character and how she's evolved herself to this new character and, and kind of devolved, if you will. Well, that devolu- that devolution started at this match because this was the match after she lost the championship for 434 days or however long it was. And she was so confident walking into the cell knowing, shit, Sasha can't defend a title. She's never done it and got her ass beat. And this is what started that descent into madness. And she was perfect in this match. I think you mentioned earlier, whoever talked about it earlier mentioned the um, call back to the spot and, um, and Brooklyn when she was kicking the, the leg. Mm-hmm. The spot I remember the most is when she couldn't tape, she couldn't use the tape and she used, she looked at the ref and said, can you do this for me? And the ref was like, no, I'm, I'm the ref. And it just, it's just perfect. Uh, yeah. So this, while this match is Sasha's opus, it can't be the opus that it is without Bailey. So that's my number two. Yeah, same here. And there was a specific point. I can't remember exactly what she said. Um, but Bailey was getting more desperate and worried about where, where things were going in the match. That she started screaming at Michael Cole over and above the usual deprecation. Uh, it was a fucking hell, Michael Cole. I'm going to take out my worries and fears and frustrations on you. And it was just our character work. Oh, it's just so good just now. So that's that's my number two. And we've discussed that as well. So, Darren, what's your number two for uh, the hug life? <laughs> uh, I mean, I already went through my number two. Uh, it was the the um, the match on Raw with, um, so with Charlotte Flair, yeah, uh, yeah. the first level of friendship. So I'll jump straight into my number one and... It, it it's it's obvious what it's going to be. It's the the Iron Woman match at Takeover Respect, and kind of like how Ray said, you can't have uh, a, a match like that without having a dance partner. And just to focus on Bailey going into this, um, you, you talk about character uh, evolution. This happened in this one thirty-minute match. She went into the match uh, worried, uh, having to face her best friend and and an almost mortal enemy. Um, and then going through the match, you can see how she doesn't want to do the things to Sasha that she has to do. And then as we get later and later in the match, and she's getting more and more desperate with the time running out, she starts to to almost be that that kind of like I have to do this so she kind of picks up the pace the stuff again with 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 Izzy uh, I just thought thought was phenomenal storytelling um, and yeah it's this is a benchmark in women's wrestling period so it has to be uh, Bailey's Bailey's magnum opus for me yeah same here it's my number one as well and we've, we've discussed it at length tonight and several times over the years well, so so mine is actually the actual match at Brooklyn. Um, and the reason I didn't put that on Sasha's back, Sasha's list is because Sasha's had more matches that have defined her than that one because that match was not about Sasha. That match was about Bailey. This match is, like I said, about Bailey. This is, we talk about, we talk a lot about Magnum Opuses and whatnot. This is the perfect encapsulation of the babyface Bailey character. It is, um, if, Becky versus Sasha, not Sasha, Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda is the most important women's match of all time. This is second. Uh-huh. So, 
you know, I've literally, this is the match I literally showed my daughter to continue her interest in the wrestling, you know, so, uh, and she was enthralled the entire 25 minutes. So, um, yeah, shout out to them in this. You cannot go wrong with any mix of Bailey versus Sasha. I mean, that that's, that's Sean versus Brett. That's Rock versus Austin. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that is, I don't know, give me another mix. Um, Fan Dam versus um, Jerry Lynn. Cena and Orton. Yeah. See, the, the reason that I went for this, because obviously I speak very highly of the Brooklyn match, but in terms of Bailey, that was more of a resilience thing with Bailey on respect night. And just from a personal standpoint, the hype vignette, again, yeah, very emotional. So our very own James Boyd on One Nation Radio, he was there that night and he said it was a hotbed. Was he? That was, yeah, he was there that night. And when when uh, Izzy was, had her wig snatched, <laughs> the place was just like, it's the most insane full sale they've heard. So I, I think I was just more invested in that match. The Brooklyn match took me most by surprise, but the Brooklyn one, I was invested from the get-go, even beforehand. So we're here, we're at the, the Queen Tolly's favourite. This this is going to hurt me to my very soul. Uh, praising Tolly's Tolly's Bay Charlotte Fleer, um, but to be fair, she's been arguably the 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 best wrestler, uh, best women's wrestler in in WWE in all the time that she's 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 been there. So. I have to give her a due. She has been um, an outstanding ambassador for, for WWE's women's wrestling. And she's had a lot of really, really good matches. Um, so for my third pick, I'm going to go with uh, Survivor Series 2018. Um, Charlotte mm. versus Ronda Rousey. Um, obviously, we're building towards that that uh, historical WrestleMania. Um, we didn't know that we were, we, we were getting the triple threat yet, uh, but what we did have was a Ronda Rousey was, uh, while she had a, a phenomenal rookie year in wrestling, she was still incredibly green, and she needed Charlotte Flair to carry her uh, through this match, and she, Charlotte Flair carried her to a four-star plus match. Um, she took all of Ronda's offense uh, and and ate it up. She gave Ronda probably Ronda's best match um, in 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 terms of ratings. And then we get uh, some of the best character work from Charlotte Flair. Uh, and for me, she is she is so good when she goes wild and crazy. The hair goes all over. She gets that that wild uh, hundred yard stare. Um, you can see her going red in the face. She starts screaming. Uh, she absolutely lays waste to uh, to Ronda Rousey with uh, with the kendo stick to the point where Ronda was uh, was bleeding from the mouth. It's a great um, story, and I think it's uh, a, a phenomenal match uh, and really kind of set. Uh, set the scene for what we were going to get in the next six months. So I'm going with that. Survivor Series 2018. A very, very good trait, I have to say. It is. I don't like to finish because it was kind of like, uh, oh, we're going to save this shit. Shit, don't save it if you're going to fucking do it. But yeah, it's still a great match. 
Um, try to run through this pretty fast. My number three for Charlotte is probably the biggest built Charlotte match that there that exists. The Queen versus the Shriek. WrestleMania 34. Maybe the best ever entrance of a woman in history. Her reenacting the same entrance she was a part of with Hunter um, years earlier. Beautifully done. Great match. Um, this, people legitimately had no idea who would win this match because Oscar was just so protected. And Charlotte was, LOL, Charlotte wins. She had already got to that point at this point. Great match, great build, great finish. Um, I appreciate it that they uh, kind of had the double face hug afterwards because not only was that you like to see that type of stuff, but later on when AJ and Nakamura did it and Nak turned on them, it sucked you in even more. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man, this is, I don't, I, I just can't see with everything she's done. I can't not see this match being on the list of her best, not to mention this is one of the first, maybe the second time, actually I'm foreshadowing, that a women's match was the best match on a WrestleMania. Oh, I, I know what that foreshadowing is. Wink, wink. By the way, you say wink, but did, did you see Anthony Agogo's tweet earlier? His tweet game has been brilliant for the last couple of days. Uh, Can I it? say that he's my favorite? He's my favorite uh, AEW wrestler at the moment. Listen, I, I I know what Clive's corner is, so we'll talk about a Google on the midweek mainstay. <laughs> hey, uh, let's go! Right, that's my number three as well. Uh, I was surprised at the result. I felt with ask not only just ask a streak, but at the time, it feels as if Royal Rumble winner, the first women's Royal Rumble. You would expect them to win. Wasn't the case, but I just think that was a really solid, solid match. And I am a firm believer that although it's rematch after rematch and it's still happening, even this week on Monday Night Raw, uh, Charlotte and Asuka have a very storied history together, whether against each other or with each other. And I'm here for it. All the rematches, yes, they happen, but... uh, They've told a great story so far, and I think... It has to be included in the rundown, so that's my number three, the, that WrestleMania match. Apart from when fucking Arsehole Features was trying to steal this, the limelight, the first fifth of the show, Mr. Cena. But anyway. Great pick. It's not one that's actually even made my my kind of like group selection. Um for my for my second one, I'm actually torn between two um, because I think it's quite obvious what my number one's going to be. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna encapsulate them both uh, basically. So um, I was going to go with NXT Takeover in your house, the the triple threat between Charlotte, Io, and Rhea Ripley, um, and I think that for me the 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 reason that match is so good is because. 
Firstly, you had um, Charlotte Flair playing that heel character, coming back to NXT, getting all the grief of, uh, of uh, you don't go here from Bianca. Uh, and it was almost like an apology for the the return to NXT and winning the NXT title not working because for me, I feel that stunted Rhea Ripley uh, to a point where I still think that she was stunted up till very, very recently. I think that really set her back uh, so long in her career, but it was also kind of the the making of Io Shirai. Now we, as as hardcore seasoned wrestling fans, know a lot about Io Shirai from her time in Japan. Um, but she wasn't as well known uh, here in in the West to the casual fans outside the the stuff with the Mae Young Classic. And this was Io uh, having the opportunity against two. Big bruisers, essentially, with uh, with Rhea Ripley and, and Charlotte um, having the opportunity to show that she is one of the best in the world. But I'm not actually going to go with that one. I'm actually going to go with uh, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte from Raw 2016, um, October 2016. Is that the uh, draft the, episodes? The, 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 ta- uh, the title match. Yep. Uh, July the 19th, I um, I don't think it was false kind. I think no. it was just a standard match. It was the okay. one. It was the one where. Well, I'm, I'm speaking on your behalf here, but it was the night of the the draft, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, uh, just it was just another phenomenally well worked match between two women who have, uh, who have amazing chemistry. Um, probably for me, the two most naturally gifted uh, horsewomen. Um, just Charlotte absolutely beat the living living breaks off uh, off Sasha Banks. Um, she did the 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 twisting body press uh, um, from the top rope to the floor, which was absolutely outstanding. Uh, but then the, she, uh, she the the finish comes when Banks does the the tilt a whirl into the bank statement. Mm-hmm. Um, which was almost reversed into a pin and then like rolled into a, another bank statement. And, and the kind of stretch that you saw on um, Sasha Banks' uh, body, she was almost bent in half in, in that bank statement and, and having to relinquish and tap. It's just, a, again, another outstanding match from Charlotte Flair. So that gets my number two. So um, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte from uh, Raw on the 4th of October, I think it was, 2016. It's a it's a very love... celebrated night. That one. Sorry, Ranch, when you go. No, I was gonna I was gonna backdoor what you said. There's so many underrated matches that they've had on TV. Mm-hmm. And we all we think about are the pay per view matches, but they've had some classics on TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um But so I mentioned that the last match I said for number three was the best match of WrestleMania. This one was also the best match of WrestleMania. This one was the best match of the biggest WrestleMania ever that I was at. Bye Bye Divas. Hello Women. WrestleMania 32. Charlotte versus Sasha versus Becky. That match, boy, I tell you. that The women went out there. This, this is the one time that I remember hearing jaded men say... Well, that probably should have made a minute. The rest should have made a minute. This is the first time that people, that the crowd who was wanted bra and panties and 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 
and lingerie matches and 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 puppies and all this ridiculous nonsense. That's the first time that crowd was like, "Oh yeah, they deserve to wrestle to main event." That was a great match, and um, the women killed it. The pomp and circumstance of Lita throwing away the Divas title and bringing back the women's championship. Um, seeing Nikki Bella come back out earlier in the night from a broken neck to kind of and having all the women kind of rally around her from that moment because she legitimately broke her neck for the wrestling. And then to see the three biggest women of the sport finish what all those women before them started and go out there and have a fucking barn burner of a match. Sasha coming out with uh, her cousin who was just put in Snoop Dogg who was just put in the Hall of Fame the night before. Um, Becky coming out with her best edge impression with the Native American love. I don't know what that was about. Um, and and Charlotte wearing the robe that her dad wore when he retired at thir- at at twenty four because mm-hmm. it was ten years before that. Perfect man, perfect. Even the fact that Sasha pinned not Sasha that Charlotte pinned Becky because Rick was holding Sasha back adds to the match. Just it's it's a near perfect match. The best match at WrestleMania thirty two. Um, and again, Charlotte just shows that physically she's better than everybody. Max disagrees. <laughs> no, I, I, I think he was absolutely right. Like, uh, another one that I didn't have on my uh, extended list, but it's a uh, you can't discount it because she's had so many matches where she's she's carried. The rest of the women, uh, and and that's that's not saying that she she carried them particular women, but um, that she she saw she's let her in the force with the levels above uh, a lot of the the women's wrestlers even still now. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, it is a, a good pick. Yeah, uh, controversial opinion on this one. Have you watched it back, Rance? The the match I just said, uh-huh. I've watched it once since, one time since. I, I personally found it botch heavy, like heavy botch heavy. There are there are quite a few matches, yes. And I know I it's unfair of me to judge a match on that, but it was to the point where it was a bit too much. So that's why it, it wasn't it wasn't even considered. I understand the importance of it. The pomp and circumstance was fantastic. Uh, always happy to see Lita on my screen. That's uh, an insight into my teenage life. But uh, yeah, good man. By the way, what? What was that? Saying good man. By the way, yes, Lita yes. is quite a wonderful woman. Wink, wink. Yes, respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, but my number two is. It's a bit, it's a, it's a really, I know what the number one is, definitely. So I think I have to include the last woman standing match because although Becky went over very strong in that match, that's definitely a match that it takes two to tango. And just, although the, their feud continued and Ronda Rousey was included, that felt like a culmination for me where it was brew, brooding, brewing since... Uh, SummerSlam was it? It was a triple threat with Carmella. 
was brewing since then, mm-hmm. and I just think, mm-hmm. yes, Becky was very good in that match, but like how we've argued for Sasha Banks, uh, in favour of Sasha Banks, Becky did a masterful job in putting Becky Lynch, sorry, Charlotte Flair did a masterful job in putting Becky Lynch over, uh, especially in this match, and I think that that match specifically encapsulated how well she put Becky over. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think it's one of the only times that, personally, I've been satisfied with how well she's put someone else over. So I have to give that love to show the rare selfless side of Charlotte. That's fair. Um, yeah, number one. Um, I'm tempted, like, um, like Clive, to, to go with... Um, Evolution, the last man standing match, um, but uh, as I, as I did with uh, with Becca and as I, I, I did with uh, Sasha and 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 Bailey, I, I I can't have a match of such big significance be uh, the number one for one kind of dance partner without it being the number one for the other one. So it has to be uh, the triple threat from WrestleMania 35 for me. Uh, whilst again. Uh, it wasn't the best match uh, of, of Charlotte's um, career. She's had way, way better. Just the cultural significance of of her being the woman that carried uh, women's wrestling on her back for, for the WWE for such a long time uh, to uh, being a part of this match when nobody wanted her to be a part of it and for her to be the best wrestler in the match and and be the one that that kind of uh, was the ring general uh, and got a, a match that uh, it would have been ten times worse without her being in it. Um, so mm. I've got to I've got to have that as Charlotte's uh, Charlotte's best match for me. Good show. She's a ring general and she gets flack. There's only been one stinker of a match that Charlotte's had, and that was with Ruby Riot. Uh, uh, maybe Fastlane I think it was it was really bad but for the most part Charlotte holds her own in many matches mm-hmm. uh, so it's a good shout Rance Charlotte holds her own in many matches that's funny like many matches hold their own with Charlotte <laughs> <laughs> like Charlotte's like Thanos bro like she is she's collecting the infinity championships um <laughs> Shout out to a Marvel fan for laughing at that one. Uh, but you know, since I forgot, I don't watch superhero superheroes are stupid. Yep. Uh, if you've seen that, if you see, I, you need to say, have you seen the latest Bray Wyatt promo as well? Oh well, no. See, I haven't seen the new. I don't like the Fiend. I like old school <laughs> Bray Wyatt. I am an old school Bray Wyatt, Eater of Worlds, Mark. <laughs> oh, one more thing for the record, Fook Brock. <laughs> Brock. See, I love you, Rick. I love you with all my heart, brother. <laughs> so, so it's your number two. Number one, huh? Number, number one. One, sorry. I'm getting my ones and twos mixed up tonight. Well, you want to be careful, you'll leave a stain on the bathroom floor. Hey, I can hear Matt from Five Nerds Goal uh, chuckling away in his green cup right now. I explained that green cup to Simon recently. Oh, he was mortified. 
Uh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, no wonder. It's not as bad as his fucking foot dust. That's horrendous. Oh, he's just taken a. He's uh, had a cup of tea there, and it's gone down every wrong way you can think of there. Yeah. Ugh. Right, Rance, uh, go for it. You give us. You go first this time. Well, I, I'm I'm stealing from my from my big brother Clive because my number one is the match he just talked about so beautifully is Charlotte versus Becky at Evolution. So um, I think I think that is the that is the match that best encapsulates Charlotte's best qualities. Um, you you talked about how you know. There is the, we say all the time, LOL Charlotte wins, right? We get that. Charlotte never loses. Well, Charlotte gave herself to Becky that night <laughs> in oh. every form of fashion. Physically, she gave her, well, what's, what's the what's the meme? The, she's giving herself to this. God damn, this hurts, but respect. <laughs> she left her blood on the line <laughs> and she wrestled a literal dinosaur. Yes. A literal dinosaur. Um, but no, she really gave herself to Becky that night in every way, physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything. They left it out on they left everything out on that mat and, and, and in that arena. And uh <laughs> and but I think it shows the best of Charlotte because I think in it's 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 very interesting and ironic that the match I picked for Charlotte's number one match, the best match of Charlotte's career, in my opinion. Giving everything we know about the character is the match he lost. Hmm. I think that's very profound and deep because Charlotte just keeps winning and keeps winning and keeps winning, and those matches become inconsequential because you know she's winning all the time. But this match, I think, is a bigger match and important because Charlotte lost. And very rarely does she lose. And when she loses, it should be, and normally is, of importance. Well, the importance of this is. You were helping catapult the biggest star in the industry at the moment. Um, not to mention that they wrestled a fantastic match. Memories galore. You can remember so many spots. And it helped prop up and was the actual, the, the one match and story that, was, that the entire card was built around. Because all the rest of the card was nostalgia. Ronda fought Nikki, who came back from retirement. Sasha and, and Bailey fought... Um, Trish and Lita, right? Yeah. Oh, was it Trish and Lita versus Alexa, Alexa's goons, Mickey and I don't remember. What was Sasha? Was Sasha? No, Sasha and Bailey were in the Battle Royal, weren't they? I don't remember. Is anyway, as I say, all I know is, yeah, all all I remember is there were two current matches that mattered, and that was May Young Classic final, and that was in oh, three the NXT title match with Shayna, and then this. So of all the main roster matches, this is the only one that was built. And the car was built around this. And they killed it. They drew. They had a great showing. And Becky would not be Becky without Charlotte. And for all the people that laid down to build Charlotte, for her to build Becky, I think was kind of a beautiful synergy. So shout out to Charlotte and Becky. Biggest Charlotte moment of her career. Okay. Max, have you got a rebuttal there? No, I'm just, I, I was just checking Evolution because I, 
kind of like Rance, you 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 look at the big match on there, and you kind of forget what actually else went on on the card. And Sasha and Bailey teamed up with Natalia to take on the Riot Squad on that card. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's a great match, and and like I said, I was torn between uh, Evolution and WrestleMania. From but for me, um, when you go back through the annals of history, that that significance of, of headlining WrestleMania is gonna it's gonna stand up for me. Okay, I'm trying to think how to right, tell you what you want to give us your top. Who, me or Max? Max, so, sorry, I thought I was sorry. <laughs> you know, when you when you talk to these fish, you have you have to translate, sir. Sorry, I'd, I was uh, Skype issues there. I'll blame it on Skype issues. Yeah, Skype is a bit. So, what what is it that you want from me? Right, I'll give you my number one. Right. Okay. You talked about Charlotte's best. Performance rants being with the uh, Becky. Now, I love this match that I'm going to pick. Loved it so much that I remember it to this day. And surprisingly, it didn't make Sasha's. But I see this more of a, a Charlotte night than a Sasha night, and that was the Hell in a Cell match that Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks had. Uh, this was, yes, Charlotte Flair is a flair, and she does flair very well. But this was a night where Charlotte Flair was very manic and she couldn't cope with Sasha Banks regularly taking the title off her on Raw or wherever it was. She had a a lot going on with Sasha Banks in that summer of 2016. But I just think that WrestleMania, that WrestleMania, that Hell in a Cell match was so special and that you saw a top-notch character performance from Charlotte Flair. Yes, she's had some bangers in terms of athleticism, match quality but in terms of performance to take Sasha Banks out of the match before technically the match even started uh, and to give it the old na 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 all that stuff uh, shouting hey hey bye bye as Sasha was being stretched out to bring her back in uh, that was the most manic to this date that I've still seen Charlotte maybe the TLC that she had with Asuka and Becky, that she seemed very manic, but this, this was a special night for Charlotte specifically, over and above Sasha. And I know Sasha is very good in Hell in a Cells, but I just feel personally that it was an unbelievable night, unbelievable performance, acting wise for Charlotte, that I have to include this. And it, over and above everything else, this is my favourite Charlotte Flair match. So, so let me say this. Let me say this. When I was doing Sasha's list, initially I was going to put all three of the Hell in a Cell matches that Sasha was in. Ultimately, I just couldn't do that. I thought that now splitting hairs here. This is not the. This is not a. This is a fantastic match. One of the best matches either one of them has ever wrestled. But it's. I think it's a level below the Bailey and the Becky match. Um, the, I love the finish, but people hate the finish. But I love it personally because i like when you when reality sets in and you have to work with reality right the table didn't break sasha's like 65 pounds so like you know um but 
everything you said about this match is fantastic. You don't really pay attention or hear about or think about that from a character standpoint, yeah, that might be the best Sean's ever been. Mm-hmm. You spot on. And that's not talked about enough. I just think, okay, yeah, the table didn't break. And it was an oversight. Personally, they should have moved that table up onto the other post of the turnbuckle. But it didn't take away from the match for me. I just think the mania of Charlotte was unprecedented. And, as you say, a top-notch character performance. And yes, the table didn't break, but just didn't take away anything for me at all, personally. And it's it's absolutely ironic that it's not even one of her most highly rated matches. Mm. Uh, I think Dave Meltzer only gave it like, what, a two and a half or something like that. Oh, for um, God's sake, that man. Yeah, so uh, to, sh- to show how badly he received it as, as compared to how great of a match it was just show sometimes he's is WWE anti bias and 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 even his women's wrestling bias uh, shone through there. But yeah, it's a it is a, a great match. Not one I personally considered as one of the best, but I can okay. I can totally understand why you did. Um one interesting thing that that I I come across when I was watching uh, these matches is I had one match that could have made the cut for all four uh, women, and oh, it was yes. the the, the four way match at Takeover Ravel. Um, that yeah. is an absolutely outstanding match, um, but it just it just didn't make the cut because all four women have gone on to be so much better than than that match that it, it's kind of like that's almost like the genesis uh, of of those four as wrestlers. Uh, and and just like the starting point, uh, as good as it was, they've all gone and, and totally eclipsed it. Um, but I'm surprised that actually did that match didn't actually come up. It, it was it was considered by myself. I'm a big fan of that match. Yeah, there was a specific sequence. I think you know the one the wheelbarrow face breaker stuff was just mm-hmm. shit hot. Um, but I just personally think they've had better matches. But I yeah. totally get where you're coming from with that one. That match reminds me a lot of. Um, here's going deep in the annals of history. Y'all remember in FCW when Roman, aka Leaky, fought Ambrose at, at it was a triple threat. It was Roman versus Ambrose versus Rollins before they became the Shield in FCW. Before before Seth went to NXT, before Ambrose went to the main roster to do tours, and before Roman got on NXT, and there were I think it was triple threat match for the 15 championship at the time, and Roman was green as goose shit, but like the match was really good, but you could tell yeah they're gonna kill the shit in the future, mm-hmm. but that fatal four way is that to me because yeah. like you can look at all four of them and say oh. They're gonna kill this shit by five, ten years from now. So, and uh, and it's it interesting that they've not. Yeah, they, it's interesting that they've not actually returned to that that exact match because I think right now that would be an absolute barnstormer. Yep, I know, especially today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Becky's out at the moment, but I think that's 
Vince would surely love that, surely. Yeah, he's got to have that in his back pocket. Uh, I mean, I know you've got a split split roster with SmackDown and Raw to think about, but that's got to be in the think tank for the future. Yeah, I mean, a Survivor Series or a bragging rights if that ever gets yep. brought back. They should bring that back just for a laugh. Bragging rights? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. A stomping ground. Oh, God. Or a balls and fire. Right. I'm, I'm very, very conscious of time. I know that some of us here have got a busy night ahead of us. I've got a proposition for you. Now, we were going to do a ranking. I'm happy to take the rankings of your women. But how about we take the discussion for that over onto Twitter once this episode's released? How do you feel about that? Because I've got a wee quiz for you. Okay, I mean, we could leave the rankings till next week then. All right. Part part deux. Oh, listen to this chap. How do you know that that the Ray and Clive show we're going to have Mags back next week? I'm the draw. You, you at least double your three or four listens when I'm on the show. <laughs> right, well, how does this sound? We'll stop tonight. We will do the rankings next week, so this can be a two-parter, and it, it sounds like we've organised another episode next week. <laughs> uh, it is. And if uh, if a certain other regular guest, uh, Ricardo, is back, he can he can charm in with his uh, yeah. with his um, great favourite matches of the yeah. of, of the four horsewomen. And, and how does I love it, you, Rick. And I'll be honest, I did the most low effort quiz of all time this week. Where I'm happy to <laughs> to like have a week to refresh it because honestly, it was like who's getting the most Twitter followers out of the four of them? Shit, like really bad questions um so we'll do the rankings and a four horsewomen super quiz next week how does that sound as a two-parter for our fans and listeners and critiques sounds good to me right so i know you're both part of the the midweek mainstay and chair shop but mags do you want to give us your your details for your other projects of which you have a few okay um firstly go and follow me on my new twitter handle at Podfather Mags, um, gonna start going by my by my work name now on on the Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm involved in plenty of podcast uh, uh, projects. First of all, uh, Radio Techers with with uh, Tanner and Matt Willis, where we talk about uh, football, and that's proper football, not hand egg. Um, yes. Just it's been doing outstanding uh really kind of got a buzz going there uh chain wrestling with my boy sa um just such a fun show to do where we go back and we watch one certain wrestling match uh that can be linked all the way back to the first episode via like the the six degrees of separation style uh loads of fun in, uh, listener interaction with that so yeah it's uh, such a a great time and then um uh, a bit of a scoop for for uh, this podcast uh, after uh, Ray and and Carl's uh, mini series, which is absolutely outstanding. The 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 five tools wrestler mini series. Um, I'll be bringing an, a new project back to the Badlands uh, slot with uh, with Tanner and with uh, Aura, where we'll be going and looking back at the 
the attitude era uh, from from week to week uh, and and kind of reviewing it with 2021 hours uh, and also from three different kind of perspectives because I watched all of the attitude era I was a massive fan um, Tanner was a, a channel switch channel swapper so he, he got like uh, both raw and uh, natural so he would hop between those and Ori got into wrestling just after the attitude era so we've got three total different uh uh, viewpoints from the attitude era, so hopefully it'll uh, it'll make for some interesting conversation. Excellent. I'm really looking forward to that, Mags. I have to say. Oh, thank you very much. I'm not because I enjoyed the slot that I took from him <laughs> that he stole it from me back. I want it back. No, I'm excited. I'm excited for you, man. So, I myself am, of course, you can find me at Ray and Clive. <laughs> and, we'll, and of course, when I tweet, it'll be with the R. Right, you while Clive to, tweets with the you C. Need to get that that Twitter handle locked down, <laughs> uh, just in case. <laughs> oh, in case Ricky really quits. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Ricky. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I could never fill your shoes, my brother. Um, I'm at it's Ray Cash. R E Y is a Mysterio C A S H as in dollars, of course. Um, you know, yeah, outsiders Andrew, Carl, and, and Kyle. Um. Bandwagon Nerds with the Bandwagon Nerds crew, Tunny, um, Dave, and Patrick. Uh, Three Men Weave, whenever we can get it with Tunny and Platt. Um, of course, Ray and Clive. And the midweek mainstay, a little head trauma with me and Mags, just a couple of British blokes talking talking the graphs. Because, you know, I'm British because I'm from Scotland. So, And don't forget, uh, Harry is your Duke. Prince Harry is your Duke. Prince Harry is my Duke, uh, because he's the Duke of of my of my Shire. Yes, well done, well done. <laughs> <laughs> right on that note, this has been the Rans and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can find other shows such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Great Match Generator. Oh, for God's sake, Great Match Generator. Grave Consequences, 8-Bit Suplex Wrestling Podcast and All Things Elite. You can give us a nice review on the podcast app of your choice. We're also at socialsuplex.com where you can find the podcasts and all the columns that we do. Uh, in the show notes you'll find links to our Pro Wrestling Tees page where you can find some t-shirts and a donation page where you can donate to either us, Rance and myself separately or the, the network as a whole. We are at the Wrestling Square Circle on Facebook, and we are at. Now I need to be. I need to actually be genuine here. We're at the Ricky and Clive, at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Subject to change, card subject to change. <laughs> I I hope you've enjoyed this part one of our deep dive into the Four Horsewomen. It's been a very good talking point, and I think it's one that will probably be going on for a long years, many years to come. Mags Rance, thank you very much for joining us, and. As has been confirmed tonight, I'll see you next year, next week. Next year. Next year. I meant to say see you here next week, but it came out a bit tongue twisted. Thank you, gentlemen. Does, does, does the British does the British calendar is the is this New Year for 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 the British calendar? Because you know all y'all shit is different, right? No. Oh, no, man. no. <laughs> I'm just checking. Is it is it like Australia where like the toilets? Flushed opposite way. Oh, right, Mags. Let's let's go before he embarrasses himself <laughs> even further. Eh? 
he, he is a store brand ricker. I will say that. Oh. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody can fill the shoes of young Ricky. You are uh, the Aldi to his waitros. <laughs> I don't get that <laughs> reference, but I feel like I should be offended. So, so like the dollar store to his target. Maybe. Oh, okay. That's cool. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. I, I, I have you seen the man? I have. Not recently. But <laughs> <laughs> right, before we get into trouble, let's stop it. Right, thank you for listening and we'll speak to you next week. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.